This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. beautiful blessed people here on radio k pulpit it's myself lauren jacobs it's voice of change time and i'm excited as always to be with you on this amazing afternoon and i hope it's been such a good one for you and on the show today i'm going to be joined by someone who's joining us all the way out in israel and who is doing some incredible work and who is also going to be visiting south africa very very soon and so you know i'm excited to have him here with me now chatting leading up to that trip and leading up to a trip that is very important, but also talking about initiatives that are really, really important in light of South Africa's kind of journey and also relationship and unstable relationship with Israel at this time during the conflict, the ongoing conflict in Gaza and also the reality of the ICJ court and everything that is happening. So joining me on the show today is Gedalia Blum and he's a notable figure. He's known for making so many significant contributions in many different fields and he loves, you know, just engaging globally with people who support Israel and also just connect with people who have family-run businesses, partners, and that kind of thing. He's the co-founder of the Heartland Initiative, which is going to be the focus of our conversation today. And the Heartland Initiative is actually a platform that aims to strengthen international relationships with Israel. He also co-founded Depay Katom, which is an initiative that backs family-run businesses in Israel, fosters economic growth, community development, and he his work really revolves around that public diplomacy grassroots cooperation, which he believes, Gedalia believes, that that's essential for bolstering Israel's international standing and as well as combating anti-Semitism. And that's why this conversation we're going to have today is so, so important. And like I said, he's involved in many different economic initiatives and definitely just connecting people with what is happening in Israel. And he's also a dedicated husband. He's a father of seven, soon to be eight, living in Israel. And it's so beautiful. So like I said, Heartland Initiative, a public diplomacy platform, a nonprofit, and also so many things that he's doing also at this time, raising money throughout the world, which we're going to touch on some exciting things happening with that, and, you know, raising money throughout the world to help the IDF in combating terrorism and in helping them specifically during this time as well to locate the hostages, to help protect the soldiers and hopefully save many lives. So a, a a man that is doing so many things with different partners around the world, really focused on helping and aiding Israel in this time. And, uh, you know, he's got a message for Christians who are listening, a message for anyone who supports Israel, but also just talking about how do we deal with the cultural war that we find ourselves in, especially now as we find ourselves, you know, caught up in a cultural war on social media while we're talking about Israel, the, the conflict, what we see happening, something that's really close to our hearts here on Radio K Pulpit. And so joining me, Gadalia is with me after this, and it's going to be a great show. So stay with me for the next hour, and we're going to have exciting things to talk about.
I'm really, really grateful for my guest today who's joining me out from Israel, who is extremely, extremely busy and taking some amazing time out just to spend with us. Like I told you all at the beginning of the show, introducing him to you uh, is quite a privilege. And I'm just really grateful we can connect, especially in light of what's happening in Israel, especially uh, as something that's concerning many of us, South Africa's role in what is continuing to happen on a global stage with regards to Israel and Hamas and what what's happening in Gaza and the the many different facets of this. And so that's why, Gadalia, it is so good for me to chat with you today. I know that you are super busy uh, down south working to rebuild, which we're going to be talking about today, and also just being so active in so many different initiatives and projects, which we're also going to touch on. But before we do that, welcome to the show today. And I really hope that you are doing good today. Thank you so much. Yes, it is a wonderful rainy day. It's a blessing to have rain here in the winter. I know it's the opposite of what happens in South Africa. Mm. You have your rain in the summer and the dry season. So yeah. we're, we're we're taking the rain right now for you for for the for the for the, for the, for the, for the, for the time being. Oh, well, thank you so much for that. It's been it's been insane here. We were talking about it. Today. I mean, everywhere you go in Cape Town, people are talking about the weather. I mean, it's crazy because it's been like 35 degrees up to like 42 degrees uh, Celsius, you know. And so uh, obviously, I think I, I'm, I really don't know the conversion to Fahrenheit for those who are listening in the States. I have no idea. But just to say it is really, really warm right now. And uh, so you're taking the rain for us, but uh, but I, I'm just grateful you guys are getting some good rain as well, which is always important in Israel. So yeah, you're taking one for for us out here as well. Yeah, well, it's not only the the, the real rain here, but it's also the uh, you know the other rain that's coming from South Africa, but not obviously mm. from 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 the people, from a lot of the people, but from the leadership. And and I'm very happy to be honest with you. When everything started breaking with the International Court of Justice and the uh, accusations of genocide against uh, against Israel, mm. um, you know, South Africa did not look very good to the people of Israel. It we 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 see we saw South Africa as like an Iranian proxy, like we see Hezbollah, Hamas, mm -hmm. and we see the the tentacles of the of of this very cynical uh, world power. Um, extending its tentacles amongst even you know, further on the, you know, the southern peninsula of of, of Africa, and mm. when the war was going on, and we ended up getting contacted by people in South Africa, um, Christians and Jews alike, um, and from all from all types of backgrounds, saying, "Listen, we're, we back you. This is not us. This is not wow. the way that we." Are, are are behaving that's not what we think our government is is insane we don't support them mm -hmm. and we want to let you know that we love israel and we'll do anything to support them and and that's what they've been doing there's been a lot of believe it or not a lot of donations coming in in order to support the war effort mm -hmm. here in israel that comes from south africa so mm -hmm. we are so grateful and i'm so happy to be able to through uh, my network through the uh, local officials here in israel to the uh, international community, whether it be in, in, you know, you know, Kurds or Muslims and wherever in North America, we tell them, listen, South Africa, you what you see on the news is not the full story, mm. and that there's a, there's an amazing group of people within South Africa that are very very upset, just like we are, and they're supporting us. So it's it actually brought a lot of amazing light 
to the world. So wow. I hope, hopefully, through your kindness and uh, and and your amazing communities there, that uh, the world could see when they read the news that it's not the full picture. Hmm. I wish we were in studio together face to face. You would literally see that that the emotions that I have right now and just getting goosebumps. And I'm so grateful for you really uh, saying that to us because honestly, I can tell you that people across South Africa are really, really wanting uh, people in Israel as well as, you know, Jewish people around the world to know that just because necessarily your government does something doesn't mean that you as a citizens believe right in what that government is doing. And a lot of people in South Africa feeling so isolated and saying like, seriously, this is not us. This is not what we want. This is not what we want to do. This is the, you know, the understanding you know, there's a huge understanding. South Africa as a Christian, mostly predominantly Christian nation, uh, has a deep understanding. Many do, not everybody. We can't generalize, but has a deep understanding that, that Israel, the Jewish people, are God's people and have a huge role to play in the world. And uh, that understanding is at the key and the heart of going, we want to love, we want to support, we want to show solidarity. And Gedalia, I can tell you that in October, just after, you know, we saw the terrible, terrible reality unfold on the 7th of October, there was a solidarity meeting together in Cape Town uh, of Jewish people and non-Jewish people. And uh, it was such a beautiful, beautiful uh, gathering together. I mean, there was a standing place only. (laughs) That's how crazy it was. Like so many people had to stand. There were so many of us. And, uh, you know, I remember crying and a friend of mine crying because of, of, you know, just what we were all had witnessed and we're all experiencing an Israeli friend of ours. And this is just testimony to Israelis as well. Uh, she was the one who stood in between us, put her arms around us and was holding us. And someone that was looking at us was going, like, it's almost like seeing Israel comfort, you know, other people, just the strength, the resilience, even though what they were going through. And, uh, you know, just the coming together, the solidarity, I witnessed it uh, face on. There were Jewish people that were speaking that night, as well as non-Jewish people that had been invited to to speak and address the crowds. And uh, just just what happened that day was really powerful as well. Yeah. And uh, I think, and I have friends right now that are on solidarity trips uh, in Israel, Christians who are visiting the South, who are sending pictures through just today, of uh, of the of the devastation and the reality, and uh, it, it warms my heart. One of the things I know we're not going to get too much into it because it, it is confidential when we are talking about the IDF, when we're talking about soldiers. But uh, you guys just involved in in an initiative in delivering something to the IDF. Like I said, let's totally respect the fact that it is confidential and want to say that to the listeners. But one of the biggest donations for this particular initiative came from South Africa during the time while the leadership had been talking in, in this international court of justice. How was that for you as well? I mean, it must have been quite a, it's quite moving and it's a bit of light that's shining. You know, let me, I, I want to answer your question by going back a little bit before about what you said about the support especially from the Christian community in South Africa. And I would say this, I would say that it's not about Christians supporting Jews or Christians supporting Israel. That may what it, that may be what it looks like on the surface, but I'll, let's go a little bit deeper, is that the world is, is 
is experiencing a cultural war right now. Hmm. We're, we're experiencing a war on our own values, our values of our family, our values of our morality, of our laws, of all the things that had had sustained us as a civilization for the last 2,000 plus years as Christians and Jews. Mm-hmm. These are under threat. And so what I'm, what I'm seeing, especially from my Christian friends, is that when they see what's going on in Israel, they see that we are at the front lines of this cultural war. And by supporting Israel is not supporting a, just, you know, 9 million Jews that live far away. It's supporting themselves. They are supporting their own culture. A fight fighting for Israel is fighting for your own survival. And so I'll tell you what, as Israelis, we are very, very re- uh, resilient. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have a, a thick skin. They call us, you know, sabras. We have a, a it's mm. a, it's a, it's a desert yeah. fruit. We have a thick skin, but inside we're all mushy. Okay. Mm. The fact is, we're very, very resistant. Uh, 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 we're very resilient. We will win this war. A hundred percent. We will survive. We will be successful. I have no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. What I'm worried more about is what's going on in the world. What's going on in the cultural war? Are you connecting? Are you standing up and using your voice and activating yourself and saying, yes, I am in, in line with the morality and, and, the, and, and, and the value systems that, that the Jewish people in Israel are standing up in the face of this is you know Islamic uh, wave of this jihadi wave? Hmm. This is this is an attack on our culture. We're seeing the same thing in South Africa. Yeah. So when people stand up for Israel, they're standing up for themselves, and we know this. If you talk to any Jew, if you tell your friends who are here on a delegation, listen, ask them what I just said. Yeah. Will does supporting Israel? Is it just supporting Israel? Or supporting our own our own country and our own culture? They'll say the hmm. same thing. Listen. We're on the front lines. So when it comes to your question about the very, very, very generous donation uh, from people in South Africa to something very technologically advanced and very helpful, um, yes, will it save lives? Yes. Will it be able to help identify where our enemies are? Yes. Will it help identify where our our, our captives are? I hope so. Hmm. But most importantly, when people are connected to something, when they have purpose, when they're actually able to do something, these people who donated, I guarantee are looking at their credit card statement at the end of the month for the first time in a long time and smiling. They're Mm -hmm. saying, I was part of this. I was part of this. And I didn't sit back. Everybody says, where, where were you in, you know, you know, Mm. what would you, what would you have done in 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 Europe in 1933? What would you yeah. have done in Germany in 1933 on the eve of the of 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 the Holocaust? And the answer is is well, what are you doing now? Mm. And uh, and and I think that that goes to answer your question about the the support we're getting. It's of course it's support. We benefit from it and we need it. But at the end of the day, I think that people who are giving find that they have much more value that they get from connecting and being part of the story than the money Hmm. that they that they gave you know you go into a store and you buy an iphone okay let's say for instance okay Hmm. now an iphone costs whatever it is five thousand rand or whatever it is it costs and you exchange that money because you think that five thousand is worth the money so that's what it Hmm. is so when people give money really what they're not just giving it away they're not they're not their their bank account isn't dwindling a little bit 
it, it's there there it, and it's, it's an exchange of goods but these goods are intangible these goods are actually they don't ever expire and they never leave you they're always part of your heart and it's always part of you and i think that's that's what the south africans got by activating themselves especially in this time when the only voice that is being heard right now is in the international court of justice and they're mm. saying that is not my voice and despite the fact that i hear people often enough say Gadaya, I love what you're doing. I'm going to support you. Just keep it quiet because I don't know what's going to happen in, in my own country. Yeah. And that's that's also an issue, which also brings into the fact that the chief rabbi of, of South Africa yeah. uh, very bravely put out a statement just two days ago um, saying everything that needs to be said. And mm -hmm. so I hope that he becomes a, um, a uh, an example that to be brave in the face of a, of a bully mm -hmm. and that if a bully sees that you're, you're being timid and you're, and you're cowering, that empowers them, that gives them strength and energy. And we see that here in Israel, we see that we see what happens when we build fences and build walls and we live in these ghettos because we're afraid of, of security. It's yeah. the, everybody on the outside just gets stronger and stronger and more emboldened and our short-term security is really a price that we're paying for our long-term uh, existence. Mm -hmm. That's exactly true. I love that you mentioned uh, the chief rabbi, <laughs> Rabbi Warren Goldstein. Um, I absolutely love him and his videos that he has been sharing. He's really been straightforward. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just that many of them have gone viral uh, and, you know, people have, have been sharing them a lot and he's already spoken so much truth and, you know, he's spoken about, and it's become a phrase that people use now where he says, you know, you've become Hamas's useful idiots, you know, like people begin to use that now. And he just says it, but uh, I actually got an email from him uh, just yesterday because him going to Israel this coming week, being in, going to be in Israel and him just, just asking all of us, uh, and it, maybe it's important for us to mention it now, you know, as, as you're all listening, but him just saying that he wants to bring the love and support, you know, of South African people um, to the front lines, to Israel, to the soldiers, to the wounded, to the families of the hostages. And if we have, you know, letters of support and gratitude and love and encouragement, you know, he wants to take that with him to the communities as he goes to Israel this week. So we can be part of that to write those letters to him and he'll make sure that, you know, everybody gets it and just that people feel the love and the commitment and, you know, just feel that support and encouragement of South Africans, not just Jews, but of other people as well. So Gadalia is so good that you mentioned him because he has been speaking up a lot and uh, saying a lot of things and and really had hats off to him. He's he's doing such an incredible work and such an incredible work as as the chief, as we call him anyway. So and uh, him being in Israel, so I don't know, maybe maybe you have plans to see him when he's there. But I think it's so cool. You know, we need more of these uh solidarity connections because genuinely, um, you know, when you're sitting in a country where you kind of are realizing there's a lot happening that you don't agree with. Sometimes as a citizen of that nation, you can often feel and people say that they feel almost powerless. How do I, how do I become, you know, a voice? How do I do that if I don't have a way to share or, or to speak? What is my action? How do I do things? You know, how do I show people that I'm standing for that which is good and just and moral and righteous and upright? You know, how do I do that in the face of what's happening now? And 
people have that question that they ask and they want to do that, you know, and it's not always social media is not always a place to go to for that because it's become, like you said, a cultural war. And we see social media being used in that way as well. And it's very, very interesting. It's been used a lot by the younger generation uh, who are making videos and a lot of things happening. It's really becoming a cultural war on that. And is that something that you've noticed as well? Uh, you know, the there are it's easy to for people to be behind a screen. We call them keyboard warriors, and to be behind the screen and to be attacking or sharing videos without actually knowing facts, without knowing information, without knowing much that's happening. And that's part of this cultural war that we see happening. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to give you a different direction that maybe you're not expecting. Oh, first and foremost, I like the idea about looking, you know, first and foremost, that the, the chief rabbi is coming here. I think it's extremely important. Hmm. Um, hopefully he's bringing also a number of other, other guests with him uh, that, that he can meet other officials and build proper relationships. It's not enough to be a fly on the wall, not enough to be yeah. a tourist. We really have to sit down together, have coffee, have a bowl of soup at the local cafe. And really just, just because politics is downstream from culture. Okay. If we're able to like each other, then our political disagreements are not going to be so strong, right? We have to like each other. We have to work with each other. And when we're friends, all the more so, let's find out more things to do. In fact, I'm actually, I don't know if I told you this, Lauren, in our in our mm-hmm. in our in our previous discussions, but I'm actually planning on coming to South Africa in, in the coming months. Oh yeah. Uh and uh this next oh. month, uh as 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 a as a representative of the Heartland Initiative. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind the Heartland Initiative is to connect people to people, just like I, I described before is to have officials meet their counterparts with a handshake, where, where, where a meeting starts with a handshake and saying bye ends with a hug. Mm-hmm. That's where the Heartland Initiative is about. And finding ways for people, like you were just describing, what do I do? What do I do? Finding ways for people to be activated, because that's the most important thing. So to answer your question, what do you do about misinformation? What do you do about so- social media? My answer is very clear. I don't do anything. Because I believe that there's a silent majority of people who support Israel, who support our value systems, how see our value systems in line with theirs, and they see Israel also as the front line. And if we could find a way to connect with them and say, what can you bring to the table? What can we bring to you? Because... Mm. Because this isn't a one-way street. We're not. This isn't our grandparents, uh, you know, a charity organization where you shake a can and, and you plant a tree. This is not yeah. where we are anymore. Israel is very strong. We are we are we're the most uh, condensed country with the most amazing shopping center of innovation the world has ever seen. Hmm. We have so much to offer, especially South Africa, when it comes to law enforcement, when it comes to water technology, yeah. when it comes to so many different issues. That if your government that we don't agree with just said, said, we love our country more than we hate Jews in Israel, South Africa would be the most beautiful country in the world. And I, of course, it is very beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about politically, culturally, it, it there's, there's a long way to go, just like a lot of other countries. I don't mean mm-hmm. to insult anybody in your audience. This is not my, uh, this is not what I'm what i'm looking to do yeah but what i'm saying is that i'm talking about 
they're cutting off their nose despite their face by by turning their back on Israel. Um, and this is what I want to do when I come to South Africa. I want I'm, I'm meeting with uh, community leaders, local officials, government officials, uh, business people, philanthropists, people who are influential, who are able to be activated and make a significant impact, not only for Israel, but for themselves. Because mm -hmm. like I said, we have so much to offer uh, the whole world. And we really need to build these bridges and create these personal and loving and respectful relationships with each other. Hmm. I couldn't agree more. And I feel so excited that you actually are coming out here. Uh, I think that you're going to meet some amazing people. Some amazing people are going to meet you. And I think it's just going to be such a powerful time. It's just my sense that I have. Uh, we have amazing people in South Africa. We have amazing people with amazing hearts that want to do and are doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, as a nation, we always talk about our own resilience uh, because we have to be in spite of a lot of things and challenges. And like you said, there's a lot that we can actually learn from Israel if uh, if that care is taken. Like we, I spoke to you earlier on about load shedding, you know, which delayed things by somewhat. You know, we have this problem because of X, Y, and Z, which we won't even get into today. But uh, there are things that we could take and we can learn and we can we can reap from that. So I'm super excited about you coming. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to what is going to come from that. And uh, before we continue talking about the other initiatives, some of the projects that you're involved in, so much to talk about. We're going to take a really quick song break, but I don't want you who are listening to us to go anywhere because Gadalia and I are still going to be together after this. And Feels like we're only getting started on this conversation, so don't go anywhere. We'll see when we get back. Yeah, with me, Lauren Jacobs here on Voice of Change today, and uh, I know that you're enjoying the show as much as I am enjoying this show, being with Gedalia from Heartland Initiative, joining us all the way from Israel. We're going to be visiting South Africa very, very soon, and uh, you know, just connecting and talking and. Gedalia, I want to know from you as well, uh, one of the things that you're so involved in is, you know, down in the South with the communities, you know, helping rebuild through volunteerism, philanthropy, creative thinking, you know, cooperation down there. And of course, uh, like I said, uh, friends of mine having actually in the South today, just going to visit areas that were really at the front lines of what happened on October 7th and just seeing the devastation. And it is good. It is good to see that because sometimes you can read things, you know, know things, um, but coming face to face with things is, is way different. Obviously for someone like myself, who's been a journalist for many years before radio was in print and went all over the world working with different kinds of people and, you know, and villages with sort of different kinds of people. The reality when you meet people, meet survivors, meet people who have experienced certain things, visit their communities, gives you a different perspective. What is happening down, you know, in the South and how is the community rebuilding? I mean, hostages still missing people who are no longer with us. It's a it's an intense reality. What is happening? How are people rebuilding in, in these communities? Wow, that's a big question. It's a it's a it's a yeah. mixed bag. It's a very mixed bag. Um, communities were decimated, but not while they were away on vacation. While they were actually standing there, while they were watching their loved ones being slaughtered and killed, and and as you could probably imagine, the the levels of post trauma or not post trauma. It's not even post trauma. It's mm -hmm. trauma. It's trauma. It's happening now. Um, it's continuing to happen. The and some people don't want to go back. 
Um, some people can't look at their house anymore. Hmm. Some people just can't face, can't face it anymore. They've been living in hotels. They've been living, you know, put up by the government for the last three months and hmm. their lives are miserable today. Uh, they're trying to create some normalcy for the sake of the children. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very mixed bag. And I tell you, through all the devastation, it's really hard to put a price tag on it. Just the, just the structural damage and everything that goes on. Forget mm. about the psychological damage, um, which is obviously much more costly. But when it comes to rebuilding the South, it's very important for everybody to understand that, that not everything was destroyed. Things need to be fixed up. Um, and it's not even things that uh, you know, a uh, Hamas terrorist walked into and destroyed. We're talking about even older communities that were just like left alone and not not well kept. Hmm. That people were evacuated and then they go back to it and they're like, "What am I coming back to? This place is a is a mess." Hmm. So you have kindergartens, you have schools, you have homes, you have community centers, you have post offices that are that are not a place that when when being evacuated from your home and, and experiencing trauma is not coming back to such a, it's like coming back to a dirty house, right? It's mm. like, no, who wants to come back? You go on, you go on vacation, you clean your house. And when you come back, it's clean, yeah. right? You're like, you know, you're packing your bags. Like, why are you doing dishes? Cause I don't want to leave them here. I don't want to, I don't want them coming back when I, when I, when I get back. Mm. And, you know, as they say in, uh, in Hebrew, I'm not trying to make the comparison between leaving dirty dishes in the sink and people going back to their homes in, in mm. the South. But the, 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 con the, the principle is there, I think in that. And so therefore it's very important for everybody to understand that there's going to be a global movement going on right now, because it's not, this is not a project for the government to do alone. Mm. This is not something that is going to be for builders alone. There's going to be volunteers. There's going to be philanthropists. There's going to be corporate sponsors. There's going to be, we're, we're building up a whole platform where, by the way, it's not only going to be one organization. It's not going to yeah. be like, oh, one organization is going to take on this role and then we're all going to support them. Yeah. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually involved in creating a very wide platform right now that is, and again, with Heartland Initiative, it's all about connecting people. And I mm -hmm. also focus on connecting organizations that are share uh, that share a mission. So anybody who's working down south, anybody who's raising money and planning and going through we need to coordinate together because when we're united, we could do so much more. And I think that's where that's where Heartland Initiative comes in and working with a number of different organizations from very small organizations that have a lot of experience and a lot of volunteers come through to very big organizations that have a tremendous amount of, of, of money to invest in this. Mm. And so um, I don't know what's going to be the day after. I would suspect that a number of these communities are going to be completely bulldozed. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to go back. Hmm. I and their homes are going to be rebuilt. Whether they're going to be on the same in the same place or not is it calls to question. Hmm. Um, all I know is that the most important thing for these people today is that every that they know that people support them. Yeah, that they know that they're not alone. You know, when they say in in the Jewish faith. When somebody passes away that's in your in your family, you, you you sit Shiva, you sit for seven days in your house and you sit and mourn. And you have your your doors open for anybody to come in yeah. and, to, and, and to comfort you. 
And I think right now we're 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 dealing with uh we're dealing with the same kind of concept of of sitting shiva. People are are mourning, people are are traumatized, um, and it's gonna be very long, if any, till they have some sort of normalcy or semblance coming back to their lives. So I think the best thing for us to do is find ways to to give them to give them hugs. Like you mm. said before, that yeah. uh that when you're standing together on October seventh, that you that the the Israeli was giving the uh, the South African mm-hmm. hugs and comfort. I think I think we need to hug each other. Yeah, and I think that there are going to be opportunities to donate. There are going to be opportunities to volunteer. Come to Israel, volunteer. If mm-hmm. You can't come. Oh, you cool. can't come. Donate. You know, uh, but but be part of the story. But yeah. you know, be you know, be able to say to your children, your your grandchildren, your great grand grandchildren that when 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 somebody needed us, we, we answered. And this is, this is what you're supposed to do as a human being. This is what you're meant to do. When somebody needs you and they call for help, you answer. Yeah, that's exactly true. And, you know, when, even here in school, you know, we, we, in, in our primary school, we read like the, the diary of Anne Frank, you know, and we, and we read all these stories and, and, and it's impactful for you as a kid, you know, as a child, you're reading this and you, you're thinking like, oh my gosh, how could this have happened? You know, and if you're like my family you traveled to, you know, Holland and went to go and visit the, the home where she was, you know, and where she was, you know, hiding and everything. It's kind of like people go, oh my goodness. And here in uh, Cape Town, obviously having the Holocaust Center, which I really encourage people. I used to take people through there, actually, uh, Christian people to educate them what actually happened. And the experience of that is very, very powerful. And I really encourage people to do it because it's one of the, and I'm going to put this in inverted commas because it's not like a nice place to visit, but it's one of the best Holocaust centers like in the world. And it is so well run. And a lot of people that take you through there are actually uh, family members of survivors. So it's very, very personal. And I encourage people to do that. But we often go, oh, my goodness, that happened, you know. And uh, if I was there, gosh, I would have I would have done something about it. Well, we're here right now. And it's like you're reminding us today, Gedalia, as well, that we're, we're standing at a very specific point today. And it's not about us going, oh, what would I have done in the 30s? You know, it's it's not about that. It's what am I going to do now? And what, where can I be standing now? And how important it is to take action now and to be to be a voice, to be an answer, to volunteer, like you say, to do what you can do if you have, you know, finance, if you have whatever, it's important that we we take a stand. And I hear people saying that often in South Africa as well, by the way. And so, Gedalia, I want to say thank you so much for this truth that you have shared with us today, for really just, you know, just sharing with us not only what you are busy with and that you're doing, but also the reality of life in Israel right now. And in closing, what would be your final message to anybody that's listening, that's tuning in, that's really does care, does love, has those morals, wants to stand uprightly, wants to be an answer, wants to be a person of of action, not just go complaining and sitting down. What would be your final message to all of us listening today as we continue to fight against that which is dark and which is wrong? Uh, what would be that message from you? Um, it goes back to the shared value systems that we have with each other. So when it comes, at, my last advice for your listeners is to, to be selfish. Think about your own lifestyle, your family, your community and see where this cultural war is being fought on the front lines and do everything yeah. you can 
to, to support the war in Israel before it really gets hot in South Africa, even though it's already there. It's, it, it's, mm. It could only get worse. Uh, it could get better, but you, we, we need to stand up. And like you said, the, the Holocaust happened not because of the Nazis were just terrible people, but because good people were silent. Yeah, mm. exactly true. Gadalia, how can people connect with Heartland Initiative? Like you said as well, there's going to need to be a coming together for restoration. What, it, what that looks like is going to unfold in the days, weeks and months and maybe even years that lie ahead for us. And, you know, people maybe, you know, have organizations or want to volunteer or have other things that they want to connect with. How do they connect with Heartland Initiative and maybe even want to connect with you when you come to South Africa and create those um you know, networks create those those deeper things. South Africans definitely getting involved in, in wanting to do more. How do they do that? Well, uh, they can go to the website, uh, www.heartland-initiative.co.il. Uh, they could also email me at gb at heartland-initiative.coil. And if somebody's listening who says, listen, I have no idea what to connect you with, I, uh, to, to do with you. I have no idea. Write to me anyway and say, I don't know what to do. That's the mm -hmm. point of Heartland Initiative is you don't need to know what to do. You know, you, you could just connect. Yeah. We open up dialogue and that's how it starts. And that's the, that's 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 uh, that's how they could connect with me. And I look forward to hearing from everybody. Mm. So there you have it, all the information there. And uh, I love that, Gadalia. Thank you. Sometimes people don't know what to do, but just connect with you, send a message. And, uh, you know, you never know what what is going to happen. And so, Gadalia, thank you again for sharing this time with me. It's been such a blessing to me. And I believe to everybody listening, all the best for all the work that you are doing and the team around you are doing and the people you're connecting with. And um, also safe travels to South Africa may be such an incredible time that will just blow everybody's minds away and i truly believe and trust for that so thank you so much today thank you so much lauren all is not lost uh you know as i was talking to godalia and just uh, you know just hearing from him and and connecting through that conversation to the thought of what is happening in israel to what's happening with the south african government with south africa standing in the world right now what's happening with people who support israel Christians or just not even that's not even dependent on your religion or your race it's just whether you support what is happening what's going on where does your heart stand I realize again that all is not lost we know where we are standing right now we know that as citizens we're not we can raise our voice we are not in a position where we have to keep quiet we can stand for what we believe in and we need to take a stand and as Christians and people who believe in God and know his word we always have to stand for the truth whatever that truth is and whatever it is in whatever situation it is we need to stand for truth it might not just be on the on the issues globally like what's happening in israel like what's happening in ukraine it can be on many different issues we need to stand and stand firm and stand up and to know what, what we believe and to stand by what we believe and so today i pray that you've been encouraged to do that but also encouraged to know and it's exciting to me and i know to many other people when they heard this you know because it was a video of from Heartland Initiative that went around and was showing how while the 
ICJ was happening. While the case was going on, many South Africans were giving into projects to help protect soldiers in Israel, to help get hostages out, to help families, to help communities repair, repick up their lives. Uh, now that after this incredible massacre that we have seen in this ongoing conflict, so to know that we are still sharing that love, we are giving from that place of love, we are giving from that place of knowing that we're not giving just because we have to, we're giving because we want to, because we believe in the work that that we are called to do and that God wants us to do on this earth. All is not lost. God is still in control. We can be people of action in whatever shape, way, and form. Whatever that looks like is going to be exciting. So I pray that God will strengthen you at this time. You know, there's a lot going on in the world and it's easy to feel compassion fatigue. And someone said that to me recently that you have to you have to just be self-aware and know that you must take care of your heart, your mind, your thoughts, your spirit, because we can get weary, you know, because we are so deeply affected by things we care about. So I pray that God will just renew you, strengthen you, help you, lead you into what you need to be doing at this time, whatever that looks like. And let's just stand together, stand raising our voices, taking a full stand on what we believe and not backing down no matter what you know it's been so good to be with you here on voice of change as always it's be the change let's make the change let's radiate the change in our communities in our society in our families in our nation and in the world and just globally so until next week shalom shalom blessings of peace love hope joy completeness and all that is good we'll see you then This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.